the volume. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody. Chad Millman in 10 minutes. First, though, it's fake questions, real answers. We do it every Friday morning. I got things I want to talk about. I don't want to wait for you to ask me the question. Dear Colin, it seems like everybody in the world wants you to comment on Tom Brady wearing his hat backwards Sunday against the Bears. You want to give the people what they want? Yeah, fine. As a society, we've gotten more casual. You can go to a Vegas show. They used to wear suits to Vegas shows. You'll see guys in surfboard shorts. People at steakhouses come in with their hat on backwards. It used to be 25 years ago, you wouldn't go to a steakhouse with a hat, period, forward or backwards. Society's just gotten more casual. I'm not an overly rigid person. Generationally, I think it looks tacky, especially in more professional settings. But I, I kind of go where society tells me to go. There's the speed limit. Get a vaccine. Here's a law. Here's a regulation. I don't fight society. I, I consider myself a surfer and life is one big wave. And I just try to ride the momentum of life and stay happy. I'm OK with it. It's not what I would do. I'm OK with it. Dear Colin, everybody wants to know if there's any new inside information on the USC head coaching job. What do you have? Actually, I have great new information. The number one candidate is James Franklin. The number one concern is the cost of his staff. USC initially concerned that James Franklin, who has a big presence and is a great recruiter, he tends to be a little bit, and Nick Saban is too, a control freak. Urban Meyer is too. Most of the great coaches are. USC, 
I've been told, has gotten over that concern. The concern now, what is the budget for the staff? James Franklin is a big presence and a great recruiter. He won at Vandy. He wins at Penn State. He needs a great offensive coordinator. The better the coordinator, the better his teams. And that'll probably cost, considering the L.A. housing market, $1.75 million a year. It would cost, in the SEC, maybe $1.25. L.A. is a different animal. James Franklin, I'm told, is the number one target. LSU, the number one target, I'm told, is Mel Tucker. Both Mel Tucker at our press conference this week and James Franklin at a press conference this week both came off, in my opinion, a little evasive as they stumbled through questions about those jobs. Mike Tomlin of the Steelers did not stumble because he's not been offered it. He wouldn't accept it and had no interest. In 25 seconds, Mike Tomlin put the rumor out. James Franklin and Mel Tucker, when asked about the USC and LSU jobs, both stumbled. Evasive. Clunky. Why? Because their agents have been contacted and those job offers are in the works. Dear Colin, did you see TNT moved inside the NBA off Thursday so they don't compete against Thursday night football? Being the media insider you are, what's your take? Well, it's a smart move. The NBA actually has self-awareness. You know, an intelligent skier avoids the avalanche, not tries to ski it down the hill. There is nothing even competitive between the NFL and the other sports leagues. It's trying to compete with hockey in Canada. It's trying to compete with the English Premier League in London. The NFL is not only the most popular sports league in America, it's the most powerful, the best run, the most bet, the most consumed, everything they touch works. And the NBA which has lost 36% of its TV ratings in two years, finally came to a realization. We have got to stop the bleeding with our TV ratings. How? Get off TV up against the NFL on Thursday night until the season is over. I've argued for years that the NBA season should start on Christmas. That should be the first TV games on Christmas. That's when the season starts. Push it back. So 75% of the season, 80% of the season, not only doesn't compete with the NFL and college football, it doesn't compete with NFL training camp, and it ends August 1st. You're not lacking courage when you don't want to be buried by an avalanche. You lack intelligence when you're willing to challenge it. Dear Colin, is it unfair that the rules have changed to hurt James Harden in the NBA? Well, no, rules were used to slow down Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The NCAA in 1967 made dunking illegal. It became known as the Lou Alcindor rule. There were rules to slow down Wilt Chamberlain. The NBA widened the lane from 12 to 16 feet. The NBA instituted offensive goaltending. The NBA changed how you could inbound the ball and also how to shoot free throws since he would leap from the line to put the ball in the basket. This is what the league does when they feel there's a star that can manipulate a rule. Wilt Chamberlain at the free throw line leaping and doing a finger roll into the basket. The PGA, tiger-proof courses. Major League Baseball has lowered the mound or raised it 24 times. Leagues and athletes have to adapt. 
Harden was manipulating the rules. He'll be fine once he gets in better shape, but he was taking advantage of a rule and the NBA smartly put an end to it. Dear Colin, is KD's move to the Nets becoming one of the worst moves in sports history? Yes, I think it's one of the worst moves a star has ever made. Let me give an example. When I was at ESPN, people thought I was crazy to go to FS1. And what I had told many of my friends is, what has Fox and the Murdoch family failed at? Fox TV stations around the country? Succeeding wildly. Fox News, a billion-dollar-a-year revenue monster. Fox Business, the Wall Street Journal, uh, the movie business. Then they created a second movie business called Searchlight, which did smaller, more independent-feeling films. That was a big hit. Fox had succeeded at virtually everything they had done. doesn't matter if I have to agree politically with their ideology on every issue. So Fox was an easy move for me. Meanwhile, think about KD played with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's life is nothing but successes. He was a great high school player, a great college player, a great husband, a great charitable spokesperson, a great shooter, a great NBA player, a great teammate, a great dad. What had he failed at? Katie left that to go with Kyrie Irving, who, first of all, failed geography. We know that because he thinks the world is flat. He couldn't stay healthy at Duke. He was initially in the NBA at Cleveland, largely considered a bust because he couldn't stay healthy. He worked briefly with LeBron, but then blew that up. He went to Boston and blew that franchise's momentum up. And KD chose Kyrie over Steph. Steph's report card was all A's. Kyrie's report card was incompletes and failures. I think it's a tragic move and may stop KD from ever capturing another title. All right, Chad Millman, my buddy, Chief Content Officer, Action Network. By the way, before we start, FanDuel wants me to mention this, so I might as well mention it. I went 3-0 in one of my college picks. Uh, I love Notre Dame over USC comfortably. I think USC is in a tailspin with an interim head coach who's really more of a position coach. Dante Williams, good recruiter, though. I took Ole Miss to hammer LSU. I think they're a, a mess right now with the Ed Orgeron situation. And I said, there's no way Tennessee can stop Alabama's offense. In the second half, they couldn't. So I went 3-0 and on my college football picks. I do like Michigan State plus the points this week against Michigan. I don't think Michigan State secondary. Um, I think it's incredibly vulnerable, but I don't think Michigan can punish it. They don't throw the ball consistently down the field. I think that's a very close game. Although I will tell you, I'm a little concerned with Mel Tucker and being distracted. Uh, James Franklin and Penn State put up a complete dog performance last week. What a shock. He's rumored to be up for the USC job. So as coaches call their agents, as coaches call their agents and get in line to take these big jobs, Mel Tucker at LSU, the leading candidate who I just told you, James Franklin, leading candidate right now at USC, they start assembling their staffs. They start being distracted. Don't kid yourself. I've seen this a million times in bowl games where a staff is leaving and a underdog team that's totally focused blows them out. Um, watch Michigan State 
being distracted because Mel Tucker's putting together a staff potentially for LSU. He would take that job if offered. Franklin, I'm told, wants the USC job. And as I said earlier, both at press conferences this week sounded completely distracted with really bad answers when asked about the rumors of them leaving their respective schools. All right. All right, Chad, here we go. Now, this last week was a terrible week in terms of odds. I went two and three. Um, I stink. I'm okay with it. I'm comfortable in my own skin. So let me start with this week. I like the Cowboys minus one and a half at the Vikings. One of the reasons is in standalone games, Kirk Cousins historically shrinks. I also think the calf injury for Dak Prescott is an advantage. The Cowboys are at their best when they run the football about 55 to 57 percent of the time. Because of the calf injury, they will. Zeke and Tony Pollard will get lots of work. They're healthy up front. I think the Cowboys, this is the only team that's covered the spread. Why? They're still undervalued. I like them to beat the Vikings Sharper square, Melman. Square. And the reason you went two and three last week is because you probably didn't listen to me and everything I was saying because I didn't go two and three last week. In my best five, I went three and two. And three and two over the course of the season, that's how you put money in your pocket. So this is a square pick, my friend. It's a square, like in a Quentin Tarantino movie, it is square. The Vikings defense is top 10 across a variety of of metrics. You mentioned Dak Prescott and the calf injury. Dak Prescott has not been pressured much this year. When he is pressured, he is not a very good quarterback. And the Vikings defense, while they haven't been forcing a lot of turnovers, they are able to pressure the quarterback and do it effectively. That's going to be a challenge for a guy who has a calf injury. What's most impressive though about the Vikings defense is they're top 10 in a variety of metrics without forcing a lot of turnovers which is really all the Cowboys have been doing on defense. And it's sort of made everything else shine a little bit brighter. And so you're talking about a defense that is good, fundamentally good, not getting the value against a defense that is not so good, getting a lot of attention. That's why the line, even though the Cowboys are the team getting the majority of the bets here, it's moved in the opposite direction. You've got a reverse line move here. So the Vikings are the right side in this game. A couple of the things, you know, some, some Mike Zimmer stats against a non-division opponent since 2003, he's 48, 26 and one, it's about 65%. He's also about 60% against the spread at home. So most, most wise guys, they've got this power rated at closer to a coin flip. One other thing you have to think about, Dallas is undefeated against the spread, six and zero, right? This has only happened six other times this late in the season in the past 20 years. So you have to ask yourself, are the Cowboys due for a regression with a defense that commits a lot of, that forces a lot of turnovers, but isn't that great otherwise, or are they unbeatable? I'm going to take a Vikings team at home that performs well with a good defense, which one more thing, one more thing I will say, look at the Vikings losses right now. Two of them are against two teams that we now see as being two of the better teams in the NFL, the Cardinals and the Bengals, two games that they should have won. So it's a team that would they really be two-point underdogs or one-and-a-half-point underdogs if they were five and one with wins over the Bengals and the Cardinals? Probably not. Take the Vikings. Hey, the NFL season is approaching the halfway point. FanDuel Sportsbook has a little something different to offer for the Sunday night matchup between Dallas and Minnesota. Listen up. FanDuel's given new customers 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown scored in the game. What does that mean? 
It means you can end the NFL Sunday night by winning $125 on a $5 bet. Okay, I like Dallas minus one and a half if Dak Prescott plays. I like Zeke getting a touchdown. Kirk Cousins shrinks on standalone games. Dallas is now running at a higher percentage than all but three teams. With Dak and his calf strain, they'll be more run reliant. Take the Cowboys minus the one and a half. FanDuel's the number one rated sportsbook app in the country. It's easy, it's safe and secure, and the fast payouts are now accepting Venmo. Yep, they're accepting Venmo. So FanDuel, always hooking you up with great offers. Just sign up. Promo code's Colin. It's always Colin. Sign up this week, C-O-L-I-N, before the Sunday night matchup. Win $125 on a $5 bet. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus, $125. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook, fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. 
Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, I took the Patriots at a much better line than it is now. I got the Patriots at um, plus five and a half. It's now down to four and a half, I'm told. This is why I like the Patriots. So the Chargers, if they didn't get a boatload of turnovers, don't be the Chiefs. The Chargers, if they don't get a PI call, lose to the Browns. The Chargers lost to the Cowboys. Justin Herbert's still really, really young. Bill Belichick against quarterbacks with under 25 starts is really, really good. And Mac Jones in his last 10 quarters has played excellent football. I got him at five and a half. I'll take him at four and a half. I think the Patriots are the side, sharper square. This is really interesting. Uh, You're on the sharp side. And you can tell because of the way the number has moved. It has been a sharp love since the number opened at six, bet down to five and a half, bet down to five, like you mentioned, down to four and a half. Personally, I would make an executive decision here. I'm going to be on the Chargers only because I think you're buying Mac Jones at the peak of the market. He just dropped 52 on the New York Jets, right? But also think about this. Who has Mac Jones beaten? He beat the Texans. He beat the Jets twice. He's in an offense that is designed to throw the ball three to five yards downfield. He's in an offense that is designed to rely on the rush. The Chargers are coming off a bye. The Chargers are a team that was relying on third and fourth down conversion. And by the way, third and long and fourth and long. So when they lost to the Ravens a couple of weeks ago, uh, and we love the Ravens, we expected that kind of regression to the mean, but it's still a team that is going to go for it often. And the Patriots are much more conservative with Mac Jones than they were with Tom Brady. This is a game that could very well come down to fourth downs. And if it's going to come down to fourth downs, it's also going to come down to the Chargers going for it to score more points. When the number is getting much lower, which is at four and a half, and I wouldn't be surprised if it got to four, I like the Chargers at this number. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus four at the Seahawks. Trevor Lawrence and that offense is actually playing pretty well. They're off a bye. Seattle without Russell Wilson really doesn't do anything particularly well. They're on a short week. The Jaguars, probably four to five extra days to prep. Um, The weather looks like the cyclone bomb is gone. Um, I, I think this is... A lot of value here. I I don't know if Jacksonville can win, but I think the offensive side of the football, they've done a really good job. I think they're highly competent. I think their running backs work. I think their receivers work. Trevor Lawrence has cut back on the turnovers. 
I get more than a field goal against a team with Geno Smith. I'm on the Jag side, sharper square. Sharp as attack, my friend. Uh, the Jacks can run the ball, right? I mean, the Jacks, the Jags can run the ball. Right now, they've got the better quarterback. The Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, are a bottom five team. You're seeing the value of Russell Wilson in real time with Geno Smith. He should not be favored against anyone. This is a this is a this is betting on the helmet, which is what the public is going to do. They're going to bet on the Seahawks because the Jags historically are not going to be the team that you want to bet on. I probably will bet the Jags outright to win this game because I don't think the Seahawks are a very good team. I think they're in shambles with Geno Smith. I completely agree. The wise guys agree. The Jags are the right side at three and a half, at four, even if you want to bet them on the money line. All right, now I'm going to take a favorite, Cleveland, even with Case Keenum or Baker at minus three and a half. Um, okay, the Steelers beat the Seahawks and Geno Smith and struggle to do it. This is the 27th rated offense. Now consider that. That's counting all the bad rookie quarterbacks. That's that's counting all the Teddy Bridgewaters. That's counting the Daniel Jones, who aren't rookies but not playing spectacularly well. This is a terrible offense in a league which punishes bad offenses. And Cleveland with Case Keenum is not as good as Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, but they're getting healthier. I think we saw in Dearness Johnson, they can still run the football. I think it's the best offensive line since the Cowboys and Dak. I've said that multiple times. I think it's a great offensive line, not a good one. I think Cleveland wins six, seven points. That favorite I'll take, sharper square. It's, it's kind of neither, meaning at three and a half, they kind of favor the Steelers. If it's at three, they kind of favor the Browns. The reason why they like the Steelers at three and a half by a skosh, just a little bit. It's because of what the Steelers defense can do to pressure the quarterback. And to be honest, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. Wise guys don't care if it's Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum. They, they really see so little difference between the two. Neither of them are very good under, under pressure. In fact, if you look back to when Case Keenum had that NFC career, NFC championship game career year with the Vikings when Stefanski was his offensive coordinator, he was terrible under pressure that year. He just happened to be great every other element of the game, right? So you've got Mike Tomlin, who's in one of his underdog rah-rah spots, and you've got him being, what, 36-15-2 against the spread beyond week three since 2003. As a dog with a team of an equal record or better, 28-7-1, 80% during his career. Again, that's when Ben Roethlisberger is at his peak. Now you're obviously kind of getting the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger, and you mentioned sort of the offensive troubles, but this is still going to be a division brute battle. Those usually come down to a field goal. So if you're getting half a point, then you're getting a little bit of value on the Steelers. I'm going to take the Colts minus two hosting the Titans. Um, there's two things that jump out to me. This is a much more important game for the Colts. It's really the season. So if they lose to Tennessee for the second time, they lose the tiebreaker. They're probably, with their record, not a playoff team. There's too many good playoff wildcard possibilities. This is the season for the Colts. And I think one of the things that's really impressive about Carson Wentz is not only the way he played in a monsoon after really bad first-half turnovers, 
He played a really solid second half, but it was the coaching. Unlike Shanahan with Garoppolo, they never lost confidence in him. They believe in him. He's throwing very few interceptions. The team is getting healthier. It is a must-win game. Tennessee's off back-to-back, wildly emotional wins. I swallow the two and take the Colts, sharper square. Most interesting betting game on the board. This game opened Titans minus one and a half, meaning the Colts were underdogs. The Colts are now favored by two points. Three and a half points is a pretty big swing. Even if you, the way, the way sort of professionals look at it, if you're going over zero, if you're going over pick, it's not as big of a move as if you say go from three to six and a half, obviously, because there's a, the number of three, there's four, which is a key number. There's six, which is a key number now in football. But three and a half points, even over the zero, is a big, big move. This is a pros-Joes game, and you are on the side of the pros. If you look at the betting tickets, the number of betting tickets, all of the betting tickets are on the Titans because of what they did to the Chiefs, because of what they did to the Bills the week before. But the money, the bigger bets, the money is coming in on the Colts. That means the wise guys love the Colts here. And I think they're still going to like them. It's probably not going to move much more beyond two. It might get to two and a half. But the Colts, they, they like the Colts. This is a much better defense um, with, you mentioned, Carson Wentz, but also their offensive line is getting healthier. Jonathan Taylor looks like one of those running backs who's going to be like the top fantasy pick next year. So all of the advantages going towards the Colts, along with what you just said, which might be the most important thing, they lose this game, their season's done. This is a must win. And by the way, I would say, if you're looking to bet the Colts in this game, you might as well take a little taste on the Colts to win the AFC South. We had the same conversation, I think, last week about the Bengals. Like, if you liked the Bengals to win last week against the Ravens, then you got to bet the Bengals at 10 to 1 to win the AFC North because now that number has shrunk so much. Same thing with the Colts. They win this game and their expected, uh, their expected possibility to win their division uh, shrinks considerably. Um, last week, I did something. I think you know I never do. I hate betting double-digit favorites, but I took Tampa over Chicago. Uh, I wouldn't touch the Rams-Lions. I don't like big favorites at all. But last week, the average margin was 19 points. No seven-point or larger underdog this year has won a game. I've got some theories on what is happening at a macro level I'll get to after this pick. But I'm going to take the Chiefs minus nine or 10 against the Giants. Uh, Similarly, this narrative that the Chiefs are done, Tennessee's a terrible matchup. And I've always had a rule that very well-coached, talented teams that are humiliated. Remember a couple weeks ago when the Rams humiliated the Giants and the Giants came out this week and actually played their best game of the year against Carolina? Kansas City was humiliated. It's Monday night, uh, an extra day of prep. The offense is still fine. Daniel Jones is still mostly predictable. I know it's a big number, but I'm seeing more and more of these Saturday numbers on Sunday. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. Sharper square. Well, this is actually the one that uh, we've talked about this. I'll do the podcast, The Favorites, with professional better Simon Hunter. And he recalls, we do the Tuesday podcast, go through every slate, do the Thursday podcast, talk about some games we start to zero in on. He'll always get called from his wise guy buddies. And they will say what they like and what they don't like. This was one of the games 
he and I both like the Giants. They like the Chiefs. I think this game should probably be power rated around, say, six. I think that it's still a vestige of what the Chiefs used to be. And I don't think that the Giants are getting the credit they deserve for playing well in certain spots. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for the Chiefs to cover this number because their defense is just so, so bad. And one of the things that the Giants have been doing really, really well this year, they've been running the RPO with Daniel Jones, who's deceptively fast and yeah. makes really good decisions on the edge. And the Chiefs can't do anything on the edge. So the Giants are going to be in positions to convert on third down. They're going to be in position to hold the ball. They're going to be in a position to move the ball late in the game if they are down by 14 points for a backdoor cover. For me, this is just too big of a number for the Chiefs in a situation where it's been a year since they were able to cover consistently. So um, I'm against you. Okay. I'm, I always ask you this. Uh, the Atlanta game to me was incredibly tasty, but I've been burned so many times. I, I'm a little scared. Is there a game that I have not discussed that you have a strong feeling about for our audience? Um, love, love, love the Saints. Love the Saints this week against the Bucks. Number's about five and a half. It's been going up. Um, this is going to be another pro-Joe game. Uh, the pros are going to be on the Saints. The Joes are going to be on the Bucks. The, the Saints defense is just really, really good. And we've seen Tom Brady struggle more on the road. We've seen with the Saints, because of what they did against the Seahawks, they're a little bit deflated from a primetime game. You mentioned the Bucs blowing out the Bears as huge favorites. When a lot of people thought the Bears would be able to cover in that game that we didn't know yet what the Bears were going to be. Um, so you're getting a huge amount of inflation on the Bucs. You're getting deflation on the Saints. You've got a really good defense. I think it's a great coaching matchup. I like taking the Saints in this spot. Um, so that's certainly a game that I'm thinking quite a bit about. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. So here's here's my Colin theory of the week. So I, I had a question to Tom Brady this week. I was on some Zoom call and there was like 15 of us or 12 of us, you know, Jim Nance and uh, Scott Van Pelt and... Uh, Adam Schefter, those kind of guys, right? And then somehow I snuck on. And I asked Tom, if you could make one rule change in the NFL, what would it be? It could be CBA, offseason, rule change, whatever. A a radical change in the league. And he said, Colin, my good friend. He didn't say that. Uh, He said the NFL is becoming a skills competition. That if you have a good quarterback, it's virtually impossible to stop. He goes, my 600th touchdown to Mike Evans, I would not have thrown that ball five years ago. But the safety can't hit anybody. And he said, and I noticed this two weeks ago. I told this to you. The best quarterback won 13 of 14 games two weeks ago. If Josh Allen doesn't slip, it's 14 of 14. There are fewer upsets in the league. The margin of victory. These lines now are often Saturday lines. The best quarterback leads seven of eight divisions. The only exception is Mahomes, and it's not like Herbert and Derek Carr are slouches. That Between the regulations and the lack of really good corner talent, Steve Kimes talked to me about this, the best quarterback now is just winning all the games. Like the, the, the Dallas-Minnesota game, to me, comes down to, I like Dak more than Kirk Cousins. I'm having my worst year ever betting. I hit 57% almost every year for 15 years. Last year's a COVID year, no preseason. I threw it out. I have friends who bet a lot. They can't hit. And the I'm throwing a lot of stuff out. I've never done. I've never bet big numbers. I always, my, my betting theory was always take competent quarterbacks getting points. Well, competence not good enough anymore. And Brady went on to say, when he came into the league, even 10 years ago, he goes, you could win multiple ways. You can't anymore. You can win one way. We have a quarterback and weapons. That's how you win. He goes, when I started with New England, when we played finesse teams, we won every time. Highly skilled teams. 
But Pittsburgh would beat us. They weren't nearly as highly skilled, but they were physical. Well, when you take the physical out of it, it's just a seven on seven skills competition. And he goes, even though I'm benefiting, I don't like where the league's headed. And and so that's just kind of my theory on this. All the things I've always used aren't working. I mean, I've never bet 38% in my life. I was at 57 in my life. I can't get anything now. Your takeaway on this. Dude, there is so much to unpack there. I I don't know if I want to talk about the Hall of Fame level of name dropping from Kimes <laughs> to Van Pelt to Chef to Crushings to Brady. I, I, I'm, I can't believe like this call happened and I, I'm just hearing about it now. That's amazing. Um, the Saturday lines, that's such a great inside baseball reference to like these lines looking like college football lines because every Saturday you'll see a 21-point spread and in the NFL you'd never see that. And last weekend we had the Cardinals as 20-point favorites and they freaking covered. And you make an incredible point. I will bet every single weekend with my uh, best friend growing up, huge fan of yours, by the way. And um, every year, the reason we bet together is because we do it head to head and I'd crush him because I'd bet home dogs. I'd bet huge, I'd bet dogs that were huge underdogs against teams that looked like they were world beaters. And he would do what the public does. He'd bet favorites. He didn't, didn't matter. Whatever team was better, that's who he was going to bet. And this year, like everything's been turned upside down and it's been really challenging. The books are getting killed, right? Because the books yeah. love when the big underdogs win. And last week, like you had the Lions and that was it. The Cardinals killed the Texans. The Bucks killed the Bears. The Packers, yeah. the Packers killed the Washington football team. Like, and the, and the Tennessee Titans were like the one team that, that the public was backing that wasn't a huge favorite and they won. So it's been a really challenging year for a lot of people to bet. I think what you're talking about with the skills certainly has something to do with it. It's incredibly frustrating to watch football right now. Almost inevitably, there is going to be a holding call or a pass interference call in a series that is going your direction. It's incredibly challenging to bet. Um, I, I feel terrible for you. I feel terrible for a lot of people. Um, the game is changing before our eyes and we have to adjust on the fly. You know, like, for instance, Buffalo minus 13 and a half hosting the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins are distracted with the two and nonsense. They have the worst pass blocking line in the league. The Bills have the deepest defensive front in the league where they rotate eight to nine guys. I would have never considered that game. And part of me is like, oh, yeah, a totally focused Bills team is going to run them out of the stadium. Yeah, seriously, I, uh, I, I've had this conversation multiple times with professional betters this week. I said, who do you like in this game? It's such a weird game. And they were like, oh, I like the Bills. I'm like, really? You like the Bills? And I'm like, 13 and a half point favorite against a team that like needs a win. It's overinflated. The Bills are going to be the public side. And they're like, sometimes the public's right. And also the Bills average like winning the, beating the Dolphins by 20 points during the McDermott career, during the McDermott era. So like it's changing. And sometimes the right side is the public side and we all got to get used to that. All right. I mean, I'm not going to win this week. It's not easy. No, listen, nothing. Marriage isn't easy. Child raising isn't easy. 
Winning NFL bets isn't easy. The only thing that's easy is eating pie, and it's not good for you. Everything that's easy, you die earlier because of. <laughs> Seriously. It's funny you say that about marriage. I was getting, Simon, last week was like giving me a hard time because I was waffling on, I think, you know, betting one of these games. He's like, oh, Chad, you're, you know, you're a middle-aged dude living in Connecticut. You're so afraid to take a risk. I'm like, dude, you're a single guy who's a professional better that lives in New Jersey. Okay. I got married. I had kids. I left ESPN to start a business. All of those things are bigger risks every single day than betting on a football game, right? Like you just mentioned marriage. Marriage and having kids, there's nothing riskier than that. Like tying your life to somebody else, bringing kids into the world, the fear, oh. the anxiety, those oh. are risks, man. Betting on a football game is not a risk. I, I, the only job better than mine is a professional better. I always had this theory. I'm going to throw this at you. So I watched a documentary on sports gamblers a couple of years ago, and it was so sad. These guys that bet baseball, you have to watch the games. It's terrible. I would just bet the NFL because you can do the biggest bets. The books allow the biggest bets with football because the majority of people are always protected because so many people bet it. And I only have to watch mostly Sunday and Monday football, and I can have a life. A lot of degenerate gamblers just are not time efficient. If you're betting baseball, you're not having sex. That's the way I look at it. You're literally on a Tuesday night watching a Reds-Brewers game. That is no way to live. So you know a lot of professional gamblers. Take Don't even say their name. Take the five smartest. Don't most of them bet NFL football? It's a better quality of life. They bet everything, though. That's the difference. If I think about, if I think about the professional bettors I know, a lot of them don't have great personal relationships. They don't have, or they got married very late in life, or um, they're watching baseball. They're watching every college football game. Oh. They're, betting, they're betting a lot of college basketball. You know, I got into this. I got into this because 20 years ago, I wrote this book called The Odds about these guys who bet on sports for a living. And I was in Vegas for like six months. And um, one of the guys I tracked, this guy named Alan Boston, who is one oh, of yeah, the- yeah, I know. You know I you know, know of Alan. Alan. Right, right. Yeah. So like, he's one of the best, at the time, he was the best college basketball better in the world. Like I yeah. would sit in his house on a Saturday. He's betting hundreds of thousands of dollars on a game. And when a game's over, Win or, win or lose, he's picking up the phone, he's putting it back in play, right? It is a, and it is an exhausting life. Um, at the very end of my book, he's going to the grocery store. I'm like, what's on your list? He goes, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. And then he's like, oh, hold on. He wrote, he writes down one more thing. I go, what'd you add? He goes, get a life. Like, it's just a hard, hard life if you want to be a professional better. Yeah. No, Alan Boston. Um, I mean, that guy bets Lehigh basketball. Oh, my dude. Not only does he bet Lehigh basketball, he could give you a history of Lehigh basketball and tell you why Lehigh basketball should, in theory, be better than Duke basketball. Like, forget about it. It's every single game. If there's a college basketball team. But look, that's why professional bettors love college basketball is because there are so many games. There are so many teams. 
It starts in the fall when bookmakers are still caught up in college football. They're still caught up in the NFL. They're still caught up in the NBA, putting up like what they call the, the sort of the small school lines back in the day, you know, only a few places would do that. And to get some kind of limit down, whether you can get two dimes, three dimes, which is like two or $3,000, a lot of bookmakers wouldn't do that. And because there's so many games, it's so hard to keep track of it. But college basketball was for a long time was where betters made their money. Just an education every week. Good seeing you, buddy. I do what I can, brother. Listen, yeah. I, I can't be invited to calls with Tom Brady. What was going on? Was this some kind of like, hey, let's get all the cool, influential people together and we're going to figure out how to fix the NFL or we're going to figure no. out like what's the next cool NFT that we're all going to put out? What, what is the purpose of this call? Jim Gray contacted me a week ago and said, hey, you're one of the 12 people uh, we want on this thing. And then I said, yeah, okay. I didn't even know who was going to show up. And it was, you know, Van Pelt, Nance, you know, like, like Schefter. It was a bunch of people, uh, Steve Young, and I was on it. So I was, you know, obviously humbled to be on that thing. So I thought all weekend about the question I was going to ask him. I went into the weekend with one question, thought it was too pithy, came out of the weekend, asked another. And uh, he gave a great answer. He gave a four minute and 48 second answer. He gave a great answer. What was the other question you were going to ask? The first question was, you grew up idolizing Joe Montana. He had a very funny moment in a Super Bowl against the Bengals where he spotted John Candy in the end zone. Yeah. And he came back, goes, hey, everybody, it's John Candy. And I said, when you've kind of mastered the art of quarterbacking, Gronk is one of your best friends and one of the funniest guys, you and Edelman. Are there moments for you, Tom, where the rigidity of the position, the ease of it now, especially now in the skills competition era, that you, not that your mind wanders, but you have sort of a ethereal, jokey moment that it's it's a lighter move in that huddle and more things are ad-lib than we would, we would believe. My concern was he would say no. And I would be like, okay. So I thought if I made Tom give me something, which was come up with one change in football, if the owners or the commissioner allowed you that dignity, and he gave, as you would imagine, a very conscientious Tom Brady answer. Those are the moments. I actually find those when you can get a thoughtful answer about something that these players love so much that is so inside the game. They are, they are just fonts of knowledge. There were years and years ago, when I first got out of college, I started working at Sports Illustrated, and we went to... Dallas. And we did a entire issue about the Cowboys. Uh, it was me and a guy named Rick Tellender, um, who was a writer at SI at the time. And the Cowboys are great, right? Like, but even in the, in the mid nineties, they give you whatever you need. Their PR staff is amazing and they let you go anywhere. They're not following you. They're not asking you what's going on. They give you free reign of back then what was Valley Ranch. So I'm in the locker room. Troy Aikman is there. I'm like 22 years old. I, I like, I haven't spoken to Troy Aikman since that day. And, but it was right when the league had changed the rules on the balls you can use and how much you can work them in. And Troy Aikman's like pulling a bag of, fo pulling footballs out of a bag. And he is just blistered about not being able to work them in, about these new rules. And it was such an inside moment into how quarterbacks think about the game and how they feel about rules in the league. And that they aren't just these robots who go out, you roll the ball out, you play. They've got so many theories on what could work better or what is disadvantage to them or what is an advantage to them. I love that stuff. Love it.
Yeah, so do I. Yeah. One of the things I've always loved about football and turns me off about baseball is that baseball is so reluctant to change and football will change a rule for the Super Bowl. I mean, literally the Patriot Eagle Super Bowl, they're like, all right, that juggling stuff, those were catches. We're just changing the rule. And the NFL has always seen themselves, even as they've grown in popularity, as an underdog chasing baseball. Baseball is now a massive underdog and still views itself as the leader in the clubhouse and is very rigid and reticent to change. And that's one of the reasons I'm always so turned on to football. They're constantly willing to adapt for a better television product. And baseball, Little League Baseball figured out the replay before the bigs. That just drives me nuts. Well, you know, football is the most popular sport in the country because of the point spread. And baseball could never figure out the point spread. The point spread was invented in the 1940s by a guy named Charles McNeil, who was a uh, trader, an options trader, commodities trader in Chicago, math genius, was a huge better, invented the point spread and started using it at a local book like he was a bookmaker. And then he started betting it and became this incredibly popular way to bet on football. You couldn't do it in baseball. It only worked because of the scoring format for football. But you can mark the trajectory of the NFL's popularity and the decline of Major League Baseball to the invention of the point spread in the late 1940s. Mind blown. Or, Or television. Either way. But I'm going with the point spread. I like that better too. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. See you, my friend. The Volume YouTube channel, Twitter, at The Volume Sports, Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. Good stuff. Talk soon. The Volume. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from zero to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach zero G's in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 